And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. CJ Franco is an actress, content creator, stand-up comedian, vegan, and LGBTQ rights activist from Santa Cruz, California. In her spare time, she likes to write, walk her dogs, and volunteer. Just as funny as she is pretty, CJ uses her comedy to uplift and elevate others. Thank you so much, CJ Franco, for joining me here today on Aware Now, sharing this space and sharing your story. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I think what you're doing is very inspiring and it gives um, a voice to people that are different and that are going through a hard time in their life and it normalizes the struggle that people go through. So thank you. Yeah, well, it's our great pleasure. So let's uh, begin this way. CJ, you are a multi-talented individual. (laughs) So my question is this, if you had to create a stand-up comedy routine about your life as an actress, content creator, and activist, what would that title be and why? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) You can have a moment, you can have a moment. (laughs) As an actress, stand-up comedian, ally, it's an improv test, apparently, in addition it, to the interview. <laughs> it is an improv test. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it would be called uh, the obvious ally. The obvious ally. I like that. I like that. <laughs> and we can dive into that as we go through here because comedy is more of an entertaining. It's a genre that can be sustaining. Laughter can preserve relationships, ease tension, and help us manage our own mental health. So my question for you is, you know, because you can do so much with comedy, what do you use it to do, CJ? Currently, I use my comedy to um, share stories about a more unconventional modern family dynamic um i like to talk about you know my father he's been gay my entire life and that is that is just an option that people have um it's always so so normal and so i don't really spend a lot of time explaining that to people because it's normal and we're going to keep it going and i share the stories and um you know things that are silly and self-deprecating and um, I try to use the comedy to uplift people because when people are usually going to shows they need to get their mind off of what's going on in their normal life. I think that stand-up comedy can be for like shock value but I would prefer to be somebody that's a little bit more uplifting and that makes people feel good even if it's not you know I, I won't take a cheap laugh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I can very much appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, you know, so here's the thing when people think pretty, they don't usually pair it with funny. 
However, <laughs> you, my dear, are proof that the two can coexist. Uh, so here's the thing. When people think LA, they don't usually think hiking. However, yet again, there are a lot of amazing places to hike in LA. And while you are in New York right now and not in LA, <laughs> if you're in LA right now, where in the world would you be hiking? Let us know of all the trendy trails. CJ, what is your favorite and why? My favorite hiking trail in Los Angeles is Runyon Canyon, which is a pretty, if not the most popular trail, but simply because it is walking distance from my house. And there, it's a paved road and I like to take my dogs in a stroller. Um, so the paved road is essential for our success um, and survival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can't blame you. I mean, if it's walking distance, I mean, we know LA and to drive anywhere. My goodness. So <laughs> walking for the win, for sure. Uh, you know, so outside of LA, let's talk about other letters. You identify as CJ. Others identify with the letters LGBTQ. And this is <laughs> for which you are an ally, an activist. Please share the story behind your passion for the protection of LGBTQ plus rights. Well, I I am an ally and I am an advocate and um, it comes from just the basic right that people have to be loved and accepted and, and treated fairly and not discriminated against for who they love and how they feel inside. Um, that should just be something that I believe is personal to them. My um, first experience realizing that people were not being treated the same because I had my, my father and he was gay and his friends were gay and they were the people that I looked up to most as a child. They were the life of the party. We would do these little runway shows. Maybe I was doing drag and <laughs> that was what I thought was the coolest, the coolest thing in the world. So when I um, when I got to school and I didn't realize that this was anything different than what anybody I, these are just options that you have is who you love. When I was in third grade, is the first time that I heard somebody say like um, they were they were complaining about something. They're like, "Oh, I don't like that. That's gay." And I was very confused as what that what that meant because I could understand the tone was negative. Um, and what they were saying was something that was, was bad. I forget what it was. I, I don't want to play, you know, with the tetherball. That's gay. Um, and I was, and I, and I'm an overthinker. I've always been an overthinker, but I was just like, how is that even related? What is that? Have, what is that? And why are they using it in a negative way? And, um, and so I asked, I'm like, why, why are you saying that? And this little kid said to me, it's gay. It's stupid. It's bad. It's dumb. And I was like, whoa, whoa, those are a lot of negative words with something that I only associate with fun and, and positivity and uh, embracing your individualism. And when you are different than people and look different, um, hearing that now having that uniqueness is something that is now bad, was it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And also because I loved gay people, I was like, does that mean that I'm gay? 
and that I'm bad and I'm dumb and I'm stupid. And so I developed shame because I was so confused. Um, and then as I got older, you know, I, I started like saying, hey, you know, you're associating this word with bad and dumb and stupid. How would you like if it was your name instead? If someone was saying, oh, that's so Tim, like, you wouldn't enjoy that. That's not like just a silly way of expressing yourself. And if you want to say something bad, then say it's bad. But associating with something that people identify with isn't okay. And so I tried advocating at this little, I am in third grade. I don't know what I'm doing out there, but I was trying my best. And over time, you know, I got quiet because uh, arguing with people is not fun. Uh, being a young advocate was not um, fun, and I didn't tell my parents because I, I, they have enough to deal with. Um, so when I when I finally got a little bit older and I saw the effect that this um, discrimination and this judgment and these hateful words had on people, and I realized that it wasn't just it hurt their feelings; it's that they people were killing themselves. They were, they didn't think that they were worthy. And it was so, I mean, it still makes me like, it chokes me up because um, I just had no idea the effect that that, that that could have on people. And once I realized that that was how people felt and that's what it did to people, I wanted to um, be a voice for them. And to, you know, have patience and be an advocate that is, I, I'm not, I'm not gay. I don't identify as gay, but I want to be able to talk to people that are so shut off to, to even listening to that conversation and approaching it with so much love and showing them the pain that it, it causes and how simple it is to take away that pain and that hurt from people. Uh, just with being a little bit more careful with your words and a little more patient um, with how people uh, love and how they view themselves. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that story um, and how beautiful that your advocacy started at such a young age. Um, I think that's fantastic. You know, um, not only do you honestly give of yourself to your audience with your stories, even stories of saving squirrels, <laughs> which I've enjoyed recently. <laughs> But you've also, you sincerely give of your time volunteering. So what I would like now is if you could share, can you share a particular experience that you've had while volunteering that's been especially special to you? I mean, as you've said, I, uh, I've gotten uh, pretty into squirrels right now. And this sounds so niche. I'm so, uh, you know, out on my own little island sometimes. But I, uh, I, I have pet squirrels at home. I like to feed, um, you know, I like to feed the little animals. They come to me and I just love, I don't know, I just love all the little creatures. And so I found, I was driving down the street and I, and I saw this like little kitten, like crawling in the middle of the road. It was 40 miles an hour. The cars were driving around it. The cars were driving over it, um, but no one was stopping. And so I'm crazy. So I... <laughs> jumped out of my car and I left it in the middle of the road uh, with the keys and everything and I ran um, and I saw it was a baby squirrel 
<laughs> and I don't have uh, a lot of tools with me, but I had like a like a little napkin. And so I caught the little guy. He was a fighter, though. He didn't want to. Um, he he wasn't trying to to uh, <laughs> become a tame squirrel. And I took him to the nearest house, and I'm in the middle of Beverly Hills, and it's the Beverly Hills Flats. And I'm a person <laughs> with a squirrel just knocking on doors. Uh, and I'm like, hey, I just found this squirrel. Uh, do you have like a box or something? And the people are looking at me. They're like, I'll see if I have a box. I'm like, we all use Amazon 400 times, and you know you have a box. You know you, know you have a box. And so I got a little box. I took this guy. I didn't know what to do. Um, I love all the little animals, but I, that's that's like wildlife. I don't know how to care for that, and I don't know the resources. And so I ended up posting it immediately just so I could get some attention on it because I don't want to be the reason that that little squirrel doesn't survive. And so I got I mean, hundreds of responses from people. People want to be squirrel moms. Uh, people have, you know, they, they want to give it a crack. And I had a wildlife um, uh, rehabber at my house within 30 minutes, bottle feeding this little guy. And um, we went back, we found two more baby squirrels that had been abandoned in the nest. We illegally had <laughs> the nest cut down because we had to go inside and pull out the little ones who were um, completely rigid. They were completely, it looked like they were gone. Um, and we nursed them back to health. And now there are some big squirrels. And so what I've been looking into is um, just doing more rescue work, but from like, a, you know, a safe distance, not hoarding animals at home, <laughs> but realizing that like, I do have a part of myself that I want to give to uh, creatures that are helpless. Mm-hmm. Uh, love this story. And, you know, here's the thing. It's like there are crazy cat ladies. There can be crazy squirrels. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I think that's just fine. Um, you know, so if all the world is a stage, all the world, for those who want to stand in the spotlight to be seen for who they really, who they really, really are, as opposed to who they pretend to be. For those with a bit of stage fright in that, what advice, CJ? What advice do you have? I mean, the actual best advice, which doesn't sound uh, uplifting and positive, is figure out everything that you don't like first. Because it's hard sometimes to say, hey, I want to uh, I want to stand up for something. I want to. I want to speak about something. It's it's deciding and running with that. You know what you don't like. You know what what doesn't work. What you're what you don't support. Um, it's really easy to start crossing those things off, and then things that are important to you, and things that are important to you hopefully really stand out. Um, and if you're passionate, it's not that hard to talk about about things that you, that are important to you. I think people get in their head. And I get in my head, oh my God, I love being all the way in my head to the point where it's like, sometimes I feel like I feel like I, I do have stage fright. And then I get on stage, I start talking and connecting with people. And that connection is so recharging. And when you can reach somebody and they come up after and they feel seen, you're like, oh, can I say that? Oh my gosh. Of course you can. You can say what you want, girl. Oh, snap. 
like that has touched me in a way that I, you know, I, I, I've had problems. I've, I've struggled. I've suffered. I haven't felt seen or, you know, and when that person can go and do something because you've inspired them, because you weren't afraid to put yourself in a position to speak up, then you're like, oh, good. You know, if I, if I die, I know that I have done a tiny, tiny thing in one moment to make somebody else want to do more good things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful advice. Um, thank you for sharing all of this. I want I would wonder if you would share one more thing because I did see that you do on occasion enjoy wine. Um, what's, <laughs> I'm just curious. What's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite? I'm a wine girl. I'm just curious. What's my facts don't discriminate. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love I love a dry white. I like um, like a Sauvignon Blanc, very safe. I like a, a, a Cabernet, again, safe. Um, a nice Pinot Noir. I just went wine tasting with my friends. And, you know, after a while, they all taste pretty similar. <laughs> this is true. So, well, thank you for sharing these stories and um, a bit more about yourself than perhaps we didn't know before. And thank you for helping all of us become just a bit more aware now. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so lovely. I so appreciate this opportunity. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> wine tasting sometime, shall we? <laughs> you tell me when you want to go and I will be there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Tune into our podcast. Subscribe to our magazine. Find us and join us online visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are Aware Now.